0: blog talk radio sports with the stat man is on the air welcome to sports with the stat man on blogtalkradio.com i'm your host george anthopolis the stat man on a sunday night the 12th of march 2017 it is 11 p.m in the east we are live on blog talk radio coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern new jersey we're gonna be with you for the next 45 minutes so sit back and enjoy set to get through the world of sports good sunday night out there everybody the ncaa brackets are out villanova is uh at the top of the heap first in the eastern bracket eastern region and good luck to them as they embark on a an attempt at a repeat uh but the brackets put out tonight baseball a couple of weeks away and uh, we're glad you're with us on a late sunday night on sunday instead of saturday morning just because of a uh uh, a little vacation, a little trip we took to uh, Paradise Island of the Bahamas. Went to Atlantis for the week, and a fantastic week. Back just in time for the big snowfall that will be coming up uh, on Tuesday. So hopefully, wherever you are, if you're located in the Northeast, you stay uh, you stay warm and you stay dry as the uh, nor'easter is coming, uh, supposedly on Tuesday night. So as you pre- as you get prepped for your fantasy baseball draft coming up hopefully in a couple of weeks or so we are going to help you out with that we're going to review our rankings to this point we're also going to take you through the um uh our, our rankings for uh shortstop which we didn't get to last week and we're going to start our rankings for the outfield and we're going to do that uh, tonight first we're going to take a look at fantasy hockey as. Uh, we are continuing on. You are probably in your fantasy hockey playoffs by now. We just started it in our house league, the puck and stick association week 22 in fantasy hockey upon us. And uh, we will review uh, week 21 and look ahead to injuries, hot pickups, of course, a big injury in the national hockey league right now, Henrik Lundqvist after two to three weeks. It will probably do more damage to your fantasy team than it will, to the New York Rangers because Lundquist is 35 years old and he gets a couple of uh, couple of weeks off three weeks off uh, because of a uh, muscle strain in his hip should be good to go for the playoffs however so it gives Antiranta some time in net just enough time if he plays well for Ranger fans to uh, wonder if he should be starting over Lundquist if Lundquist comes back and looks a little flat uh, but regardless for your fantasy league, if Lundqvist is in there for you, uh, that may hurt you because he is going to be out for two to three weeks, and there's only five weeks left in the regular season. So something to uh, to definitely think about there. Okay. So um, as uh, as I was flying back from uh, from Atlantis, of course, uh, thoughts always turn to uh, to fantasy sports and to baseball and and all that good stuff. And, and the first thing I think of is what kind of draft tips. Uh, what kind of things should you be thinking about in the draft room? So I sketched out a couple of things. At least, at least preparation tips. Anyway, you know when it comes to draft tips in the room, you know the the, the basic things apply. Uh, you, you know you want to have your players in tiers in draft uh, so that you group players together that are in a kind of a similar situation, uh, valued in a similar way. Uh, guys that maybe are drafted, let's say from number nine to number 14, for instance, if that's your tier. Well, if guys uh, are still available on that list, if you have two, three names on that list, you may want to forego uh, that position in that round. However, if you're at one end of the draft in a snake draft, you're not sure you're going to get that chance for another 20 picks. And there are only two names on the board in that tier, unless there's a compelling reason. You may want to grab one of those players and uh, and 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 keep moving. Uh, but, it's all about position scarcity and what your, what your uh, team or what your, uh, your opponents do. Um, you you want to make sure you uh, take a look at, uh, at the ADP, which is a very good, um, uh, it, it's it's a, a very good metrics, the average draft position. So uh, where the player is slotted in most drafts on average. Now, of course, your draft is not exactly going to run the same way, but, you have an idea of finding out uh, with an ADP uh, where, where they're supposed to go. You might reach on a player you like. You might reach on a player if, they're, if, if, if it's a scarce position. And as I said, you have your tiers set up and, and there's only one or two players left on that tier. You may want to reach. Uh, also, if you're, in a, if you're in a league in the Northeast, for instance, uh, there may be a lot of Mets taken. There may be a lot of uh, Red Sox taken. Um, and, and you want to plan accordingly. If you want a player, you may have to reach for that local player that you might like. Um, however, the best fantasy players are usually ones that do not have a bias on uh, favorite teams and favorite players. Uh, if you're in a league long enough, you can kind of tell which players, uh, which teams favor certain players, certain position types. Are they? Do they go for the power? Do they go for the speed? Um, it, it are uh, is the guy drafting before you, uh, or I'm sorry, after you, and uh, it would be before you in the next round, if it's a snake draft, you're looking at do they pay for power uh, in an auction draft? Do they, do, they pay for, or do they pay for speed? Do they pay for pitching? Uh, do they want to corner the market on starting pitchers? Do they want to make sure they have enough saves to get them through? Uh, these are all types of questions that you need to ask yourself. You're doing as much scouting. You're doing as, a lot of scouting on the players, but you're s- still doing some serious scouting. On your opponents, on their tendencies, especially if you've been in the league with them for a few years. But other tips in terms of preparing: evaluate the draft bargains uh, of of leagues that are the teams that uh, win their leagues. Which players fell down to them in past drafts? Uh, who did they who did they draft that became a star? Because you want to try and find those guys. Because a lot of times, what what uh, separates the men from the boys or the women from the girls in, in your fantasy leagues are uh, those bargains, those players you pick up in the 25th round that become all-stars, that become um, keeper league candidates. And you want to make sure that you have an eye on those players. Uh, also keep, keep track of the busts as well. Players that were counted on to do big things for, play, for teams that did not do well in your league. How did they pan out? As much data as you have, try and go back a couple of years, and try and find out if it's always the same teams reaching for that same type of player and, uh, and, and what happened to those teams. If they didn't do so well, well, you know what? Let them reach for the next guy because next in 2017, that might not be that player's year. They might be a more mature player and ready to pick in 2019, 2020. You want to pair an upside with a low-risk backup or vice versa if you're going to reach for a position um, or if you end up waiting on a position. Let's say you wait on second base because there aren't any really good options. You may want to pair a guy with upside with a low-risk option. Uh, if, if there are a couple of guys who you know they're going to get at bats, but then you reach on a guy like Jose Peraza, for instance, in Cincinnati, a guy with a lot of upside, um, I don't know how much of a reach that is, but you may want to back, back him up with a guy like a Brandon Phillips, for example, who was traded to Atlanta. So that's an interesting idea. Um, beware of bias. Uh, not only your opponent's favorite teams or favorite players, um, but also how a player's done uh, last year or, or, uh, you know, the second half of the year, a lot of fantasy owners have a taste in their mouth of a certain player based on what they've done recently. And you want to make sure that you guard against that. You know, it it is a numbers driven business. You want to make sure you, uh, you stick to that. Also look for rebound candidates, look for post hype prospects, guys that, uh, you know, going into last year, a guy like Kettle Marte in Seattle, uh, a lot of people were falling over themselves about him. Didn't get off to a great start. You know, might it might be time to to take a, a, a better look uh, at him. Um, will he get a chance to play with Gene Sakura now in the mix? The shortstop after um, uh, his acquisition uh, over the winter, Robinson Cano obviously had second base uh, filled. Uh, looking for guys that are coming back off a bad year as well. Um, you know, a, a tough season for for a player Does, may not mean his career is on the on the decline. It could just mean that he had an off year. Uh, also, look for really look for diamonds in the rough, and you do that by looking at players with new opportunities. You know, are they clearing out a player so that another guy can slot right in? For instance, Cincinnati is a perfect example. They move Brandon Phillips because they want to give the job to Jose Peraza. It's a perfect example of uh diamonds in the rough or a new opportunity that might uh, come up out of nowhere. Uh so uh, there there are uh, uh, th- those are a couple of draft tips for you. Um but uh we, we hope we wish you luck in your draft. If you have any questions about whether it's draft tips or whether it's uh players or questions about uh, certain things, you can tweet me anytime uh anywhere and everywhere on Twitter at gstatman that's g s t a t m a n. Uh and um uh, Uh, We will go through our rankings and give you a quick review of the keystone positions. We already went through second base. We'll go through shortstop and we'll try and get as much through the outfielders as we can. But first now with 10 after the hour, we are going to uh, jump into our fantasy baseball cover or fantasy, fantasy hockey coverage Week 21 going into week 22 in fantasy hockey. And if you got to the fantasy hockey playoffs, congratulations, Uh, by the way, we're usually on Saturday mornings at 10 AM and we will be on next Saturday morning, Uh, However, it might be a little early because we have an early uh, Islander game at 1 o'clock. So we will probably be uh, already gone by 10 a.m. So we might go a little earlier on Saturday, but we intend to go go in with you. Uh, And uh, be sure to tune in. Blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman for the live show. And uh, the live feed you can only get to there. Uh, you can also download the entire podcast, the 30-minute live feed, the 15-minute podcast-only version. You can do that through iTunes. You can subscribe right there, and uh, uh, you can subscribe uh, to our podcast. It automatically gets to your uh, your laptop or your iOS device. You can also get to us on Stitcher, the Smart Radio app. You can add us to your playlist. Give us a thumbs up there. Uh, you can also download the entire 45-minute uh, show from our Blog Talk Radio page, and we link to our audio on Facebook and on Twitter. You can join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash sportswiththestatman, and uh, you can like us on Facebook, come back early and often, and ask your questions there or on Twitter at gstatman, and the website is statmansportsonline.com. Okay, let's turn our attention to fantasy hockey. Uh, for the uh, the last week, we go Saturday to Saturday, so the games from last night and earlier in the day today are not included in, in this uh, uh, in this weekly best we go from saturday the fourth of March to Friday the tenth of March. And looking at forwards, Eric Stahl and Evgeny Malkin. Evgeny Malkin are our top players. We give it to Malkin for the first star because he did uh he did it in fewer games. Three games for him, four goals, two assists and plus four. Actually had a fighting major. He fought Blake Wheeler of Winnipeg and uh uh, Malkin didn't throw a punch. Still got the five minutes in penalties, though. A power play goal for him, uh, 24 fantasy points. Eric Stahl, four goals and an assist in four games, a plus four for him. He's at 24 points. We know how good Malkin is. Uh, but how about Eric Stahl coming back, having a good comeback season at the age of 32, 21 goals and, 51, or, I'm sorry, 21 goals and 30 assists. Last year only had 13 goals and 26 assists. He was on pace for 25 goals. That would be the most he's had since 2010-2011 when he had 33 goals, and really his uh, next-to-last 70-point season uh, for, uh, for Carolina, and that was his uh, – uh, actually, he had had um, – in 2005, he had a 100-point season. He had 70-point seasons uh, for seven straight years, and that was the sixth of the seven years. He's not on pace for 70. He's on pace for 60, which would be the most he's had since those 70. Uh, point seasons. Uh, he had a 61 point year uh, in 2013 uh, 14, but he's on pace for 62 at the moment. Had a solid week. He gets a second star. Nick Benito of the Pittsburgh Penguins, four goals and an assist in three games plus two. He had 23 fantasy points. Tied with him, Jean Gabriel Pajot of the Ottawa Senators in four games. He was 3 2 and 5, plus five, two penalty minutes. He had 23 fantasy points. So very clustered at the top. Two at 24, two at 23. And rounding up the top five, a tie between Jason Spezza and Sam Gagné with 18 fantasy points. Spezza two two and four in three games. gagne three two and five in four games. We give Gagné the um, uh, the honorable mention for the top local player. Uh, we have to go to Chris Kreider, 15 and a half fantasy points in four games, three goals and assists, plus two four penalty minutes, a power play goal, in uh, 17 shots on goal, which is more than anybody in the. Uh, Top five, Evander Kane had the most among boards and shots on goal with 23, uh, followed by Jacob Silverberg, Jack Eichel, Phil Forsberg, and then uh, a couple of guys tied for uh, seven, uh, with 17. Uh, that would be Kreider, Derek Stepan, and Sidney Crosby. In terms of power play markers for the week, um, Nick Benino tied with the most with uh, two. Only three shorthanded goals in, in the past week. Philip Forsberg, uh, Zach Smith, and Michael Boniker with shorties for the week. That is among forwards. Let's look at defensemen. And the top five defensemen, Eric Carlson, was far and away the best. 37 and a half fantasy points, three goals, three assists, and a plus six in four games, two penalty minutes. He had 15 shots on goal, which is third behind Aaron Ekblad and Sammy Vatanen. Uh, but uh, uh, Carlson... With three goals in those 15 shots Made it stand up He had the uh, uh, the most goals uh, All by himself in the league In terms of assists There were several that had three Including Carlson uh, So Carlson was far and away The best defenseman In fantasy hockey this past week Justin Schultz for Pittsburgh In the number two spot He had 23.5 fantasy points 14 worse than Carlson 37.5 Schultz two goals Three assists in three games Plus two Four penalty minutes Power play goal Troy Stetcher the Vancouver Canucks, finishing third, a goal and two assists, and a plus five in four games, two penalty minutes. Uh, he, I believe he had the winner. Or I'm, I'm sorry, he had I'm not the winner, but the goal that tied up the game against the Islanders and brought it to overtime late in the third period. Uh, but he had 21 fantasy points. Radko Goodis of the Philadelphia Flyers, he was a top local, and he had a goal and two assists, a plus four, two penalty minutes, and three games, 19 fantasy points for him. And in fifth place, Victor Hedman of the Tampa Bay Uh, Lightning, a goal and two assists, a plus two. He had 18.5 fantasy points. Looking at goaltenders, Sergey Bobrovsky was the top goaltender in fantasy hockey. 3-0 with two shutouts, allowed three goals in the other game, had a 1.00 goals against, saved 82 of 85 for 965 in his save percentage, 34.4 fantasy points. Jake Allen was second. Had a shutout in his 3-0 and week in three games. A 1.33 goals against, save, 82 of 86. That's a 9.53 save percentage. He had 30.4 fantasy points. Jonathan Bernier of the Anaheim Ducks, subbing for John Gibson. Doing a pretty good job, 2-1 and one with a shutout. A 1.64 goals against, 9.48 save percentage. He was at 25.2 fantasy points. Andre Vasilyevsky and Brian Elliott bringing up the uh, end of the top five. Vasilyevsky in three games, two wins. goals against 970 save percentage, as uh, uh, he was 96-99. and He had 21.6 points right behind him. Elliott, 2-0 with a shutout, two goals in the other game uh, in his two games this week. Uh, 966 save percentage, 57-59. He had 21.4 fantasy points. The top local uh, would be Antti Ranta of the Rangers. 1-1 with a shutout, allowed four goals in the other game, but still the best goaltender, the locals. Uh, he had a nine forty one save percentage, fifteen point eight fantasy points. So let's take a look at enforcers players to fill up the score sheet as well as the penalty box. And our numbers are uh basically uh a player that has to have at least five minutes of penalties and at least two points. Uh so that is that is the uh, the idea of Jenny Malkin. If Jenny Malkin is our enforcer of the week, four goals, two assists, and five penalty minutes. He had thirty-two enforcer points. But if we look beyond that, because he was one of the best forwards of the week, we're going to give it to Ryan Getzlaff of the Ducks. He had 17 penalty minutes because of a 2 5 and 10 fighting instigator, as well as a fighting major and a misconduct. He had a goal and four assists for five points in four games. He had 24 and a half enforcer points. Uh, so those are, uh, those are the picks for the week. And let's give you some power play and penalty kill numbers. Buffalo Sabres continue to lead in the power play slightly over Toronto. Uh, and Toronto's a point, almost a point ahead of third place Pittsburgh. Uh, the Sabres are 23.7 percent. Toronto at 23.5. Pittsburgh at 22.6. Tampa at 22.3. And the St. Louis Blues at 22.3. That is the top five. The back end of the top five, or the top ten: Columbus, Washington, Minnesota, Edmonton, and Philadelphia. Those are your those are your best. And in terms of 20 percent or more, 14 teams fit into that list including local team Boston at number 13. Looking at the penalty kill, we'll see how many are above 80%. That would be 21 teams are above 80%. Penalty kill led by the Florida Panthers at 86.3. The Boston Bruins at 86% even. It comes in at number two. The Anaheim Ducks at 85%. The Kings, 84.9. The Carolina Hurricanes at 84. Minnesota also at 84 in uh, sixth place. Washington in seventh, also at 84.0%. Rounding out the top ten, St. Louis, Toronto, and Columbus. Now, in terms of players, uh, uh, excuse me, um, teams both in the top ten in, in power play and penalty kill, you have Toronto on that list. You have Minnesota and Columbus also on that list. Let me see if there's a- anyone else that uh, uh, that I see. No, we have and uh, uh, Washington as well. Uh, so basically the back half of the top ten in penalty killing is uh, represented pretty well in the top ten on the power play. So that's a look at uh, the weekly best for the past uh, seven days. So let's take a look at injuries. Nineteen minutes after the hour, and players put on IR uh, over the past uh, over the past week. Fantasy relevant. Uh, really, I, I would say uh, not that many new names. Uh, just a, a, some updates on uh, the current. I'd say. Uh, Four or five players that are fantasy relevant at this point. Bobby Ryan, broken finger, still out. Uh, he's been out for almost three weeks, but uh, uh, he could be, uh, he was supposed to miss up to uh, up to three, uh, up to six weeks. So he's been out for three weeks, a little more. Uh, four to six weeks was the initial diagnosis. So he's still a couple of weeks away from uh, from getting there. And Ottawa is looking like they're in a uh, a good playoff position. However, you know, they're challenging for the division title. If they can get him back and that can help um, all the better. But Bobby Ryan has not really been a major player on this Ottawa team uh, this uh, this season. Has had a down year. Uh, Chris Letang, upper body injury. Uh, he has uh, not played since February the 21st. Uh, so he, uh, he has a hockey injury. That's what Coach Mike Sullivan has termed it. Uh, but uh, not sure when he will uh, ha- well he will come back. Uh, he has been on IR for a couple of weeks. Once again, for Pittsburgh, it's a matter of getting him healthy for April more than anything else. Jacob Markstrom of Vancouver with a lower body injury is out another week. Ryan Miller continuing to play uh, all the time as much as possible in his absence. Markstrom has not been in there since February the 25th. Andre Burakovsky he will not come with Washington. Uh, on their road trip or has not the road trip ends tonight in Anaheim before coming back home Tuesday night from Minnesota Thursday against Nashville. Uh, But he may, um, you know, there's, there's no telling really at this point, Um, uh, but uh, definitely not in there against Anaheim. We'll see what happens uh, when they come home, but he's trying to come back from a hand injury Uh, players who are, out uh, due to uh, suspension, uh, the the suspensions to um, uh, I believe to to Vermette and to um, uh, it, it, I know Antoine Vermette had a ten game suspension for uh, for slashing the linesman. Uh, also, um, I'm trying to remember the other player who uh, who uh, gave a high stick to Jared Spurgeon. They're both back. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, however. Uh, lands on the suspended list. A two-game suspension for a charging, uh, charging uh, penalty against Kevin Gravel of the L.A. Kings. Chetton now with the Washington Capitals. He's going to sit for a couple of games. Also, uh, Tom Sestito, not fantasy-relevant, but a suspension for him four games uh, because of a board uh, boarding penalty on Toby Enstrom of uh, Winnipeg. But other players who are out, Carl Hagelin, lower body, Got Darlings out with a hand uh, injury. The backup goalie for Chicago, Henrik Lundqvist. We mentioned his uh, lower body injury, hip injury. Uh, now, hip injuries for goaltenders—that's a little bit of a worry, but it's a muscle issue apparently. Uh, not not too bad. Sounded upbeat in terms of his, uh, you know, what uh, what what he's said. And uh, and Vigno, the uh, Rangers uh, coach, wants to play him under sixty games and. Looks like that'll be the case uh, this year because of this injury. So it'll keep him fresh for the playoffs. Thomas Plekanec for Montreal upper body uh, injury. He is uh, he is day to day. At this point, he did not play in today's game. Uh, so he uh, he played on uh, he played a week ago. So not on IR. However, he is still day to day. Johnny Boychuk out with a lower body injury. Day to day as well. Uh, he did not play yesterday. He's not played since March the third. So he's eligible to be put on IR. If they need to make a move, but nothing has been made quite yet. Poso out with a rib injury. Kyle Turris with a finger. Roberto Luongo continues to be out with a lower body injury. Uh, one week away from returning. That is the uh, the latest from the Miami Herald. And uh, hasn't played since March the second. Uh, in terms of, of Poso's injury, week to week. Uh, so that is that is the idea there. He was uh, he had struggled kind of in the middle of the season, but. Uh, he had had four points in in two games uh, before his before his rib injury. Unfortunately, Michael Camilleri out with a shoulder injury. We told you last week uh, that uh, they're they're going to take it slow with him as he's really struggled this year. And uh, uh, and that's pretty much it in terms of the uh, the injuries, uh, players who are out any length of time. Let's take a look at hot pickups uh, if you can still pick players up in your fantasy hockey league. In Terms of goaltenders for the next couple of weeks you're Henrik Lundqvist owner, you may want to get your hands on Antti Ranta of the New York Rangers as he's available in medium-sized leagues. Other goaltenders, uh, if, uh, if you need some help there, Brian Elliott in and shallow, and shallow leagues. Um, and also, you may want to give Jimmy Howard a try as he is coming back uh, and he won his first game back on March the 10th against Chicago, stopping 24-26. Detroit is probably not going to get into the playoffs, but uh, they're they're going to give him a few starts down the stretch, and he's available in medium-sized leagues. Um, other than that, Bernier's available in medium leagues, um, and really nothing nothing else in terms of maybe Aaron Dell for deep leagues. I was looking at deep league options, but uh, Aaron Dell is uh, uh, backing up Martin Jones, and Dell is nine and three with a 9.35 save percentage. That's not too bad. The problem with him, of course, is playing time. Uh, but uh, that's uh, not not terrible. If you're really uh, in a bad way in terms of uh, needing some goaltending help, in terms of forwards, Konevshiri and shallow leagues, uh, medium-sized leagues. Josh Bailey continues to be uh, an interesting pickup. He is four goals away from his uh, all-time uh, all-time high of 16 goals, but he's already set records for assists and for points in a season. Uh, he had three assists against Vancouver on the ninth. And in the road trip had uh, – I I know he had at least six assists. Let's see. Uh, The the Islanders just finishing up a nine-game road trip. And uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. He had more than that. Um, He had a goal and nine assists in the nine-game road trip. It helps when you play with John Tavares, but uh, Bailey is kind of coming into his own just a little bit. And medium-sized leagues, uh, he is available. And Alex Burrows on the Ottawa Senators – uh, he is available in deep leagues, six points game since coming over from the Vancouver Canucks. And for defensemen, let's give you a couple of options there. As Mark Streit in shallow leagues, as he is, uh, uh, he's in there for uh, for Pittsburgh, uh, a goal and three assists since his, uh, uh, since his game, since, since starting in Pittsburgh in five games. Uh, he's also a, uh, a, he's also playing at an even rating right now but available in uh, in shallow leagues. In medium-sized leagues, David Savard of the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, Jacob Slavin of Carolina, also an interesting choice uh, with, uh, he had an assist streak that was snapped uh, this week, but he had uh, uh, five straight games with an assist, and uh, he was a plus five over that span between February 28th and, and March the 7th, uh, but he's available in, in medium-sized leagues. In deep leagues, uh, I, I would say Uh, really not a lot to, uh, not a lot to look at, even though uh, Charlie McAvoy actually had a bump up in, uh, in ownership, not because he made the Bruins, but because of his, uh, um, uh, just, just the fact that he's uh, uh, a a big time prospect and in a keeper league late in the season, you might, uh, you might be able to stash a player that, uh, uh, that you can have on the, on the farm without, uh, uh, without worrying too much about it. Uh, So those are, those are a couple of options there for you in terms of hot pickups. Uh, in fantasy focus this week, we wanted to take a look at the goaltending landscape around the NHL. We have a couple of minutes to do it. So very quickly, John Gibson still, uh, still on the shelf right now, day to day, lower body injury. So Jonathan Bernier is getting the starts. Jonas Enroth is backing up in Anaheim uh, until Gibson comes back. Bernier is usually the backup in Calgary. Brian Elliott has taken the job and run with it lately. Uh, I had, I had mentioned Calgary was in a was having a tough season and Elliott was having a tough season. Well, the numbers are there: 20 and 13, a 9-10 save percentage, and um, he has had six straight wins since February 26th. He has not lost. Uh, he hasn't lost in regulation in uh, in even longer. Um, but his last loss in regulation was February 5th. He's gone a full month and a week since losing, and that was to the Rangers. Uh, so Brian Elliott, a uh, on a hot streak and getting the starts over Chad Johnson in Calgary. Now it's Scott Darling hurt. Not quite sure who the backup will be to uh, Corey Crawford. Uh, but apparently, um, the, you know, they're, they're uh, uh, that really he's out for three weeks. And I don't see a, uh, a guy coming up. Looks like Jeff Glass was called up from Rockford. Um, Uh, that is the backup for Crawford Uh, in terms of uh, other guys around the around the league Jonathan Quick and Ben Bishop that's a heck of a tandem in LA Um, not not too uh, not too shabby at all Carter Hutton getting the start for Jake Allen last night against the Islanders and winning four to three he uh, he's a pretty solid backup to Jake Allen but Allen's playing extremely well Uh, so nothing nothing to worry about there uh, Jacob Markstrom on IR. So who's backing up Ryan Miller and Richard Backman, former Dallas uh, goaltender. He is there in Vancouver and Connor Hellebuck is getting most of the starts in Winnipeg over Michael Hutchinson in the Eastern conference. Um, we, uh, uh, we, we talked about Robin Leonard and how solid he's been. Um, so he is now back, Anders Nilsson back to the backup uh, role as uh, uh, as Leonard missed uh, uh, missed a game. Uh, but in that time, you know, Leonard's lost two of three, had a couple of tough starts, allowing 10 goals uh, against uh, combined against Philly and Columbus, but then coming back to shut out Columbus um, in, uh, you know, 24, uh, 24 saves and 24 shots after allowing uh, four goals and 39 shots. So Leonard is the man in Buffalo. Um we mentioned Jimmy Howard coming back to Detroit. So Peter Morazic is now it's a one and one A type of a situation in Detroit. James Reimer is playing for Roberto Luongo, who's week to week. Rito Vera is backing him up. Uh, also, we talked about Lundqvist out. Antti Ranta and Magnus Hellberg called up from Hartford to back up uh, Ranta. Um, Craig Anderson, the top man in Ottawa, Mike Condon backing him up. Michael Neuverth is now pretty much the starter as the Flyers are basically begging somebody to take Steve Mason's contract. Maybe it'll be Las Vegas. Maybe not. Michael Norberth was signed to a uh, longer-term deal, so they have two goalies under contract, and they can expose Mason in that uh, expansion draft in, uh, in June. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, the man in Tampa, Peter Budai backing him up, and uh, that's a look at the goaltending landscape around the NHL. Okay. Uh, thanks for joining us on the live feed. Cut out a couple of minutes ago. We're on to the podcast only version and we're going to talk fantasy baseball. So obviously uh, we, we talked about it in the open. We'd be getting it getting to it in the bottom half of the hour or at the bottom of the hour after the bottom of the hour. You can uh, listen to the entire 45 minute podcast the 30 minute live feed and the 15 minute podcast only version you're listening to now in a number of different ways. You can download the podcast uh, from the Blog Talk Radio page, which is the only place you can listen live. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman. You can also go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast there, and you can uh, go to Stitcher as well, Stitcher, the smart radio uh, app. You can go to stitcher.com to find out more. Just download the free app from the Apple App Store from Google Play. You can add us to your playlist, give us a thumbs up, and take it on the go We to download the episode over Wi-Fi. And listen to it. If you also have CarPlay in your car, Apple CarPlay, you can listen to Stitcher and our podcast through your uh, car speakers. That's always a great way to go. We also upload the audio on Facebook and on uh, Twitter. We link to it. Go to Facebook.com sportswiththestatman to uh, get to us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, come back early and often start the conversation, join the conversation there, or on Twitter, Go to at gstatman, at G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N, to get my attention. If you have a fantasy question or a pro opinion you want to get off your chest, please do so. And the website is statmansportsonline.com. We'll be on next Saturday morning, probably early, probably 9 a.m., maybe even earlier. Uh, So check your local listings. Check blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman for the latest times. And uh, I'll have it up there uh, probably tomorrow and you can set a reminder and get all that good stuff going. Okay, let's uh, review our picks, our rankings anyway, for second base. We'll talk about shortstop a little bit, and then we'll move on to the outfield. So my rankings for second base, Jose Altuve, Robinson Cano, Daniel Murphy, they're right there at the top. Altuve, I would say he's in a class by himself because he still seems to be improving, adding power to uh, to his game a little bit. He had 24 home runs last year to go with his 30 steals. But Robinson Cano, fantastic all-around season. Uh, and uh, really, on a slugging percentage was right there with Altuve. Uh, had 39 home runs, 103 RBIs. Doesn't have as many dimensions as Altuve because Cano didn't steal in base. However, uh, he's right there. And Murphy had a fantastic year, batting three forty six. And that next tier, I have Jason Kipnis at number four. Ruben Odor at number five. Odor. 33 home runs 271 batting average 502 slugging the problem is 19 walks and 135 strikeouts but still one of the best players at a at what has become a power rich position uh, it's been uh, second base uh, in sixth I have Ian Kinsler at 7 DJ LeMayhew, Ben Zobrist at eight Brian Dozier at nine D Gordon at 10 and that's the end of that tier dear Go- D goat at dear Gordon D Gordon is a guy who may jump up that list. He was out for half a season last year, ran rampant when he came back, and uh, Gordon still had 30 steals in half a season. Neil Walker comes in at number 11 with Dustin Pedroia at number 12, Gene Segura at number 13. Uh, I don't have him as high as a lot of others have, even though he was fifth among players at his position last year in scoring. Jonathan Scope at 14. I have him as a sleeper. 15, Logan Forsythe now of the Dodgers. Brandon Phillips now of Atlanta at number 16. Joe Panik of the Giants at 17. Josh Harrison of Pittsburgh at number 18. Starlin Castro comes in at number 19 for the Yankees. And Jed Jerko of the St. Louis Cardinals, 30 home runs, but a two forty two batting average. And he was uh, not in the top 20 in fantasy points last year among second basemen, but I have him ranked 20th uh, for, uh, for Mays. Let's go to shortstops. So we have not gone through these rankings yet. So, the you know, second base, you have a deep position, uh, deeper than usual, and a lot of power guns. Now, at shortstop, it's about getting the, you know, if you're in a keeper league, you want to get the one shortstop, one of the, the select few shortstops that are going to be around for a while. They have this new group of young shortstops, Corey Seager. Carlos Correa, Francisco Lindor, Xander Bogarts. Uh, if you want to add Trevor Story, Aledinus Diaz to that list. And then you have the younger Dansby Swanson and see what he can do. Tim Anderson. Um, Addison Russell is not as young as Swanson or Anderson, or at least has more experience than them. I'll, I'll put it that way, but not quite in that upper echelon. And what do you do with Kettle Marte, who uh, last year. Uh, batted only 259 with 11 stolen bases. Um, So where do you fit those guys in? Those are all future guys, but the future is now for the first few that I mentioned on the list. And I ranked them in that order. Corey Seager at number one, uh, NL uh, rookie of the year. Carlos Correa, who, um, you know, a lot of people thought had a down year batting 274 and hitting 20 home runs. He did drive in 96 runs, uh, but didn't quite put it together as much as, as he could. So there's there's room to grow for Correa. I have Francisco Lindor at number three, AL champion Cleveland Indians. Xander Bogarts for Boston at number four, 21 homers, 89 RBIs, and a 294 batting average. At number five, here's a guy who came out of nowhere, Jonathan Villar. Now, if you want to classify him as a third baseman, he, he also qualifies there. But I have him listed as a shortstop here from the Milwaukee Brewers. What a year he had and flew completely under the radar. 62 steals and 80 attempts, and that's his claim to fame. The 285 batting average. He slugged 457, 19 home runs, 63 RBIs. He struck out 174 times. Uh, but still, what a season for him. He had an even 60 extra base hits. Jonathan VR, thought to be a light hitting shortstop in Houston and got a chance in Milwaukee, and he is really. Uh, not look back. So that's an interesting call. I have him at number five, believe it or not. Trevor Story at number six. I think he's a sleeper because of his injury, because of his thumb injury. He's still at 27 home runs and only 372 at-bats. I don't know how much of a sleeper he is, but in Colorado, slugging 567, making people forget just a little bit about Troy Tulowitzki. At number seven, Brandon Crawford. He's one of the uh, old hands at that shortstop position and a guy who um, uh, who you've come to expect some some uh, uh, solid play uh, with 12 home runs, 84 RBIs, add 11 triples to that. Ledmus Diaz, Evan, number 8. He, he to me is, uh, you know, he, he came on the scene, burst on the scene. Uh, I don't know uh, what he's going to do, but I can see him slipping into a, a little bit of a sophomore jinx. We'll see what happens there. Troy Tulowitzki at number 9. Elvis Andrews at number 10. And then I go into some younger players. Nancy Swanson at 11. I think he's a sleeper. He proved some things. Batted 302 and only 129 at bats last year. Addison Russell for the Cubs batted 238, but 95 RBIs for the World Champion Cubs at number 12. Tim Anderson of the White Sox at number 13 batted 283 uh, with nine homers and 10 steals and 410. At Brad Miller here's another guy who um, kind of came out of uh, came out of nowhere. Uh, or actually finally uh, realized some of his potential, but 30 home runs, also plays some outfield, also can play first base. Uh, But uh, Brad Miller, I have him at number 14. Didi Gregorius of the Yankees at 15. Ed Cabrera at 16 for the Mets. I have him uh, as possible downside candidate. Had a great year with 23 homers, 62 RBIs. One of the few guys that was healthy just about all season for the Mets last year. Um, But he's getting older. And, of course, the Mets have Ahmed Rosario, Waiting in the wings, good keeper league candidate. Probably not going to debut this year. But Cabrera is at number 16. Alcides Escobar, the Royals at 17. Kettle Marte now with Arizona. So Seattle traded him, and this was in the Gene Segura trade. Um, so uh, Marte is going to get his time at short, and he is at number 18. Andrelton Simmons of the Angels at 19. And Zach Kozart of the Cincinnati Reds at number 20. That is how the short stops look. We can start on the outfield. I don't know how far we're going to get, but we can, uh, we can give it a, we can give it a chance here. Uh, but, uh, uh, let's, uh, let's take a quick look. Uh, of course, outfield, the significance of the position. this is where you're going to get a lot of your power guys. And, uh, once again, you had, you had some, uh, great young players and you still do, uh, in Mike Trout and Bryce Harper and guys like that, they are maturing. They're getting to that, to that next level. Now, the, uh, uh, you know they're they're still at the top of their game, even though uh, even though Bryce Harper had a down year by Bryce Harper's standards last year, only batted .243, uh, 24 homers, 21 steals, uh, and it uh, he had a bad year, and that's a bad year for him. Uh, and you know that he will be coming back with a vengeance, uh, so I still have him ranked right, uh, right near the top. However, uh, new guys, new young guys. Uh, Guys bursting onto the scene, guys who are now in that elite status, like Charlie Blackman, like Starling Marte, um, you know, Mookie Betts, was he an elite player before last year? I don't know, but he's right up there now, 319, 31 homers, and 26 steals. Fantastic numbers for him. Uh, So, you know, there there are guys that are near that elite status. And also, Trey Turner. So he's a guy who, who can play some second, he can play short, and center field. He played most of his games in the outfield last year, so we're going to rank him with the outfielders. Either way, wherever he goes, he is near the top of the rankings because of his potential upside, and he might jump right into elite status. Trey Turner's numbers last year, 342, and in half a season, 13 homers, 40 RBIs, and 33 steals in 39 attempts. Just an amazing half year for Trey Turner. Will he keep that up? Over a full season, that's one of the big questions that uh, we would need to ask. Uh, but my rankings to start us off, I will at least give you the top 10, and we can uh, we can go through and, and give you numbers 11 through however many we do, maybe 30 or 40 uh, for, uh, for the top for outfielders. I'll give it to you this way. Mike Trout at number one. I think Bryce Harper will rebound and have a solid year at number two. Bookie Betts at number three. Trey Turner at four. Charlie Blackman at five. Starling Marte at six. Joanna Cespedes at seven, now with a comfortable uh, new contract, but I don't think he's going to rest on his laurels. A.J. Pollock for Arizona had that freak injury at the end of spring training last year. I have him at number eight. Number nine, Ryan Braun of the Brewers. Number 10, Carlos Gonzalez of the Colorado Rockies. So we will come through with 11 through 40 next week uh, on the 18th. The week after that, we will have starting pitchers, and uh, then we will give you a reliever's. Uh, and uh, right before the season starts. We might actually give you relievers, a sneak peek into the relievers on the 25th, so you can have that going into your draft, and then we'll fill it out with some more starting pitchers and an overall review the weekend before the season. That's how it's going to go. So we'll be with you next Saturday morning at uh, or before 10 a.m. We will give it to you before 10 a.m., uh, most likely 8 or 9 a.m. Check your local listings on blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman, but we will be on with you next Saturday, the 18th of March. blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman. That's the show page. Join us on Facebook. Like us there, facebook.com slash sportswiththestatman, and talk to me on Twitter, at gstatman, anytime, anywhere. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm George smith the Statman, and have a great week. We will talk to you next Saturday from New Jersey. Have a great night, everybody.